0: The Fight CRC podcast. Colorectal cancer patients are often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In TabooD, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. Listen in as we talk to experts, patients, and caregivers who provide accurate, real, and practical information for cancer survivors. It's time for us to bring these issues to light. Listen in from anywhere, from your car to the chemo chair. To suggest a podcast topic, email and search at fightcrc.org.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Critchman, Executive Director of the Southern California Center for Sexual Health and Survivorship Medicine. Um, Cancer and sexual function is a huge issue, and it has far-reaching implications (laughs) on both men and women. And uh, today I'm talking with Shauna, a patient who is a colon cancer survivor. Shauna, thank you so much for chatting with me today and telling uh, everybody about your story. Can you tell us a little bit about what went on and uh, how devastating it was for you? And then we'll jump into some questions and answers to help uh, people who are listening who may be suffering in the same way that you have.
0: Okay, sure, sure. I was um, 36 years old with my first colonoscopy that they found a uh, massive uh, rectal tumor that happened to be cancerous. It was the size of a peach pit. Uh, Prepped me for stage four. It ended up being stage one. um, And I had the um, surgery in January with a temporary ostomy bag because I was traveling a lot with my family. I'm a mother of two girls, two girls. And uh, again, I was 36 years old. And um, so I had the first surgery in January, the reversal of the ostomy in June, and then a sequential eight-week infection that festered unbeknownst to me uh, that reopened the ostomy um, site um, that I survived to. So very unusual to have that happen eight weeks after surgery. I believe I was told it should happen two weeks. Um, But you never know. So it was um it was a struggle and then um not so much uh my husband has been a great support and then in um consequently after that you get a lot of scar tissue and uh that has since had a, a big effect on on what's been going on with us so,
1: so um Shauna, so, tell me, you know, in my clinical experience, the biggest issues are sexual pain issues with dryness and pain.
0: Yes. Um, and then
1: with um, Yes. Have you, any, have you ever found any practical solutions and what have you tried and what is not uh, working? And then I can kind of jump in and give you my two cents worth.
0: Okay, okay. Well, first I didn't understand what was happening because no one talks to you about it. So I went to see an OBGYN, and they said there was definitely scar tissue that had come through. Um, patients, having a very patient partner that will work with you. Um, I was given Premarin a little bit, which is a little cream to use to help, um, and um, some other treatments. But I find mostly is to work with your partner to help you relax. Um, because no one wants to have painful intercourse, you just don't. And if you have a partner that's, uh, I've been married 18 years, we're going on our 18-year anniversary, uh, December 2nd, and I think if you can talk to your partner about what you need and what will help, they're more than willing to do that, and that helps relax you and makes the process a little bit more comfortable. So you have to be open.
1: So, Shauna, I know that, you know, I'm a sexual medicine gynecologist and a sex therapist, and I know a lot of people um, in my field have a problem uh, talking about sexuality in an open, comfortable forum. But I do think that there are clinicians available to help cancer patients specifically, and um, I would refer people to online resources like uh, the American Cancer Society or your colorectal society as well. There's lists of clinicians who are savvy with sexual health, Uh, American Association of Sex Educators, counselors, and therapists. And just a quick, brief overview, I think that there's a lot of misperceptions about local hormones and cancer Uh, Some women may want them, some women may may not, but I think that there are a lot of things that are available from a sexual medicine standpoint. Uh, There's good moisturizers, there's lubricants, there's medications like intravaginal valium, there's dilators, there's physical therapy. But your point is very well taken. I always say patients need patience. And it's quite important that you... You know you get reconnected with your body, sometimes there's brain body disconnect uh in terms of focusing on the pain so um a supportive partner is half the battle, and open communication very often we see couples that are stopping to communicate as a result right. of uh issues that have gone on um, so you're very lucky, but you know sometimes women don't have partners that are very supportive. Is there any advice that you can do uh, give them in terms of how to re- regain that intimacy? How did you maintain that communication?
0: Well, I think you know with Tim. I mean, Tim's on the line also. Um, I I wouldn't be adverse to a, a guidance counselor in some sort to help guide us. This is new. We we've been like I said married eighteen years, and these last four years, five years, this is new territory for us, and it, it and it's. We would probably need help approaching this because it's it's different and it's frustrating and um, you know your body changes and I, I it's stuff you didn't expect they never prepped you for there's kind of total avoidance your gynecologist might be you know willing to give you all the medications that you've addressed but that necessarily won't help the psychological and without the psychological support you're not going to do it <laughs> so as a right. woman I can tell you that yeah.
1: So I mean, well I yeah,
0: know. you have to psych yourself up. You got to really get past that, and and uh, I think it's mutual beneficial to everybody if if you if you go through that, be it by yourself, if you're not with a partner, or with your partner, if you're married, or with someone else. So I think every resource you use, just like you did when you researched your your cancer and your tumor go that route and anything and nothing's not going to be beneficial education and and support is definitely uh the most beneficial and that's uh, you you've just educated me on something i had no idea so i thank you for that because yeah. i had no idea there was counselors for that
1: <laughs> yeah and i think that's really important and just because you go for short-term counseling doesn't mean that your marriage is on the rocks or dysfunctional it's right. just Uh, just a small issue that's being addressed. And sometimes there's a lot of practical things. And I think it's also important to remember that cancer invades a pre-existing relationship that's also, you know, maybe stressful as well. There's children, there's fatigue, there's stress, there's in-laws, there's the holidays. These are normative things that go on on a regular basis in and of itself beyond cancer. So, you know, everybody can use uh, what I would say, uh, a little buffing and shining in terms of their relationship to maintain intimacy and keep it exciting and what have you. Um, right. I would love if uh, your partner or husband would um, make some comments, and then I'm going to kind of just kind of give you, again, some quick what I would call environmental issues. We talked about communication. We talked a little bit about medical stuff, and let's talk about uh, keeping romance alive. So do um, you feel comfortable talking a little bit about what your experience was? Uh, sure. Um, well, it, as being the, the spouse, it's really hard to understand the psyche of of that type of healing that your spouse is, is going through. I mean, it's kind of easy during the, the physical process of the surgery and, and the treatment um but uh it's once you think you're past that you know uh, sometimes the spouse thinks okay things are back to normal and it's not it's far from the truth um right and i mean in cancer we talk about the new normal because once you're once you have a diagnosis of cancer um you know, things will not be the same and we talk about rehabilitation rather than treatment because treatment really implies you're going back to the previous level of functioning and it may not necessarily be so. Um, There's a few clinical and practical suggestions, what I would say, about environmental sexuality and I think that, you know, we all get busy and frustrated and we all are very stressed out so there's important facets that supersede cancer to make sure that your relationships stay solid uh, making the time for each other. In and above itself, the cancer. It's almost as if the cancer invades and then we get preoccupied with a lot of things, whether it's doctor's visits, follow-ups, or what have you. Um, the other issue, you know, we seem to have time to go to the gym and check a 100 emails a day, but sometimes the priority of being intimate and alone is very important. And I talk about four phases, physical intimacy, being together, Uh, in a physical space, eating face-to-face at dinner, going for a walk on the beach. Emotional intimacy is really about sharing and caring your thoughts and feelings in above itself, operational. Um, And then the other things are sensual intimacy. How do you maintain sensual contact with each other? Um, You know, hugging, kissing, uh, and again, then moving into sexual pleasure. There are some specific issues that I wanted to mention with colorectal patients. Uh, you can use ostomy. There's a lot of ostomy covers that are sexy, that are uh, made from a variety of different covers, that can improve sexual self-esteem. Uh, people are worried about leakage, about smell, and again, there's behavioral things that you can do. Uh, but again, I think uh, your points are well taken, Shauna, about having a good partner, thinking outside of the box, and being creative. So, again, um, very, very important to maintain that level of interest. And, again, um, sexual health is general health, and I think it's important to maintain those important facets as you progress in your relationship in, an, in and of itself independently of uh, intercourse and independently of the cancer as well. So, Shauna, any last-minute thoughts or um Take home messages you want to impart to other women who may be um experiencing the same thing as you are.
0: I would just ask the question, see who you can see i mean i'm I'm very interested in finding a support group now because of what you've you've introduced me in this uh brief conversation we've just had. I had no idea, so learn something new every day and go with it um you know, sexuality is very important. I'm now 41. It doesn't mean it stops. I have a long time. I'm a survivor and it, I have a 18-year partner, a marriage and, and children, so that's not going to stop. So it would just be nice to have all around education, information and support and maybe tools that I'm not aware of um, to help me through this and us through this because it's a family thing. It's a a social thing, you know, we talk about intimacy and um you know, holding hands and, and and talking I think is so important and um go from there and um try and get the support we need all around us because it, it like Tim said, he thought it was over when everything ended, all the surgery, but it I think our problems kinda happened Well, after the surgery, I mean, here it is five years and this is new. This is our new issue. So I think there's constant hurdles that are going to pop up that I'm not aware of what's to come, if that makes any sense.
1: Right. And again, I think you just need to um, have a supportive partner. Think about it, Um, you know and um, move from there, and I think that sexual health is general health, and you don't need to, you shouldn't give up. It's a very important part, and I also want to let you know that irrespective, and this is sometimes hard to understand, irrespective of the cancer, your sex life would have changed, so it's an important thing to remember that as relationships progress, as you are longer in your relationship, the relationship will change, and just because it changes doesn't mean it's worse. So I think really important um, um, important concepts to remember. And there are healthcare providers that have, you know, safe, effective treatments, medical treatments, psychological treatments that help you regain your sexual function. And I think that sometimes it's even better than it was in the past. So uh, with that, I want to thank you very much for the opportunity to speak with you. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I know it will help so many um, men, women, couples uh, in order to understand and uh, further uh, explore their sexuality. So, again, Shauna, thank you, and thank you so much for your uh, husband to have the courage to come and speak as well. So we do appreciate you both coming. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this information is for educational purposes only and all medical questions should be directed to your health care team. For more resources, visit us on the web at fightcolorectalcancer.org.